The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking to experts, leaders, innovators and game changers about what drives them. Welcome to the Instructor Podcast. I'm Emma Morgan and I'm introducing the show to you today, which is brought on International Women's Day. And therefore, you've got a special episode coming in. Today's episode is presented by Emma Cottington and she's joined by Steph Davies and Deb Jordan. They're going to be talking about their experience as females in a male-led industry. And the chat is absolutely amazing. Make sure you hit subscribe and follow so that you can get all future shows. But let's dive straight into the chat. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Instructor Podcast. I'm Emma Cossington, and we are here for International Women's Day. I'm joined today by the lovely Steph and Deb, and we're here to talk about driving instructors, and in particular, being female driving instructors in a normally male-dominated industry. So, girls, if you just want to introduce yourself, Steph. Hi, I'm Steph. And Deb. Hi, I'm Deb. Wonderful. Okay, so I knew I know you two guys from working together. So I've been a driving instructor for 12 years now, been involved in the industry for 13. It took me about a year to qualify. And I've known Steph. God, Steph, how long have we known each other? Oh, decades. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And Deb, more recently, we've probably known each other for about a year now, maybe. Yeah, probably a bit longer than that with the... what we were involved in before yeah so that's it so we've, we've we've kind of known each other for quite a long time now but yeah we're mainly here to talk about being female driving instructors in a predominantly male industry I would say we, we are getting a lot more female instructors now but outside of the actual instructing side of things um you know providing other services to to the industry there's not that many of us around that provide other services. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about being driving instructors at first. And then we're going to talk about other services that we might bring to the industry as well. Kind of when T- Terry asked me about doing this, um, I kind of wanted to go in the whole, you know, Beyonce, like who run the world? I don't know. I was thinking, <laughs> can't start singing because nobody will ever listen to this podcast ever again. <laughs> Just completely bomb his podcast. <laughs> Um, so yes but it made me feel quite uh, empowered should we say um because we, we we I think there is still a bit of a stigma to having females in this industry so Steph how long have you been in the industry for I qualified in 2012 so and it took me a year to qualify as well so 11 years yeah um I've definitely noticed more females as the years have been as the years have been progressing but still we are massively outnumbered yeah, I agree. I think we are massively outnumbered. Um, certainly in this area, we are. I mean, th- there is plenty of women around here now. Don't get me wrong. There okay. is. Um, but we're still probably outweighed by another good 50%, I should imagine. What about you, Deb? But How long have you been qualified now? Um, four years. Four years. God, that's flew yeah. that, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We, haven't, we must have known each other for quite a lot a lot longer than I, than I thought I then. I maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I've just got lost in COVID. <laughs> I know. Well, I think yeah. I've just deleted them years out of my head. I think they've yeah. just gone. We've over 12 months there, haven't we? Yeah. Well, that's it. We have. And it's quite scary, isn't it? So what kind of got you into the industry, Steph? Where did 
where did this come from like the spark for this so I worked in opticians for seven years and although I loved it I hated being told what I could and couldn't do mm. um in terms of taking just simple things like taking holidays and stuff so that was my, my initial thing I wanted to be my own boss I wanted flexibility I was a young child at the time and at the time I thought I love driving yeah. I'll go be a driving instructor and then Obviously, when I qualified, I realised it's not about love and driving at all. No. No. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was what brought me into it. I'm quite similar, to be honest. I was I was pretty much the same. Like, I was a store manager for New Look before this. I had Lucy then, who was only, like, 12 months, no, but even younger than that, nine months old, when I started to think about it and, and start the process. And it was just hard work you know you, you're dedicating your life like 50 hours a week I was given to that employed and you know then you ask for a, you do to ask for a day off and you couldn't have it and you're just like I'm gonna minute. I'm, I'm like slaving away here <laughs> and I'm not you know I'm not even getting a day off when I want yeah. one um and I'm same as you Steph again I, I love driving so I thought right okay I'll go and be a driving instructor um <laughs> but to be fair it was something that I actually thought about even when I was learning to drive yeah really yeah like that early really because I just loved learning learning to drive and I thought yeah I could probably do this I could teach somebody to drive couldn't even drive myself at that point but (laughs) (laughs) you know all for the confidence and stuff um so yeah so I actually started my qualifying process not long after the three years of having my driving license and I got my driving license when I was 18 so you know, my first experiences was was really quite scary, especially that for the first visit to the test centre. I'll tell you about that in a bit. The first visit to the test centre was just horrendous for me. And I, I in fact, yeah, I I all, yeah, and it, you know what? It was almost to a point that I thought, oh, my God, I can't do this. I don't know whether yeah. I can go back there and do that again. But, yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that because there's a bit of a story behind that as well. So what about you, Deb? What brought you to the industry? Bit of a strange one, really, because I'd always been self-employed previously. I was a hairdresser for many, many years and then had a sort of changing career because of a breakdown in, in a relationship uh, and I had to look for um, a job. So went employed as an employer and I just, like you were saying, hated it because there was no flexibility. Mm. having to answer to someone after being self-employed for many many years um but doing the job actually did give me an introduction to the thought of being a driving instructor because I was chatting to a, a young guy at work who was learning to drive at the time and he'd he'd just failed his test my daughter my middle daughter was learning to drive and she'd failed for a similar similar thing that he'd failed on. Mm. And I was just chatting to him about what had happened to my daughter. And um, I was explaining what we'd been talking about, me and my daughter, as, as to what she should have done and, you know, where she'd gone wrong with it. And he just said to me, he says, my God, he said, you've explained that so much better than what my instructor did. He went, have oh. you never thought of doing that job? And I was like, it just triggered something. Yeah, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to look into this. I'm going to see what what it involves. Yeah, because I quite like that idea because I've always worked with the public. I've always loved sort of, um, you know, providing a service. Mm. And and I just thought, 
And, and when I mentioned it to me, to my partner now, he just went, do you know what? That would be the perfect job for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was that was how I started to look into to doing it. And, and it just took it from there, really. Yeah. It's, it's weird, isn't it? How so like we, yeah. we kind of fall into it sometimes yeah. and then, you know, and, and then like you said, sometimes it's just a trigger. Some, yeah. some, something outside of us triggers it. And, you know, there's, there's things I've done since and that's been a trigger as opposed to me sort of thoughtfully going into it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Something's triggered me somewhere else and I've gone, ah, I, I can do that. Then yeah. I, mean, I can do that. And I, you know, I, like I say, I'll come back to that in a bit. But yeah, I mean... <sighs> We both said then that first visit to the test centre. Horrendous. And, oh, it was just so daunting. I mean, like, not only was I female, but I was 22. Yeah. So I was quite young as well. You know, yeah. the majority of the people that was there for the test was the similar age to me. Well, yeah. And I'm turning up as the instructor and I'm like, oh, my God. And, um, yeah, I remember turning up and... And our car park uh, in St. Helens is, is quite a small car park, really, isn't it, Deb? So it's probably yeah. about, is, what, is there about 10 spaces? Yeah. Five, five or six on each side, something <laughs> yeah. like that. So we, it turns up, I'd already been like replaying the whole arriving at the test centre. Where are we going to park? How am I going to be confident enough to my student to not show that it's my first time at the test centre, never mind their first time yeah. at the test centre, uh, you know, what, what it's going to be. So we, you know, spent the whole night awake thinking about the process of how I'm going to deal with this test centre and what I'm going to do and went the day before to see what all the tests were doing and, and all mm. that sort of stuff. And um, turned up, we were fine, packed up, all, all fine, goes into the test centre driving license down on the table and all the rest of it and stuff just sat chatting with my student a couple of other instructors said hi oh this isn't bad you know starting to settle uh, the examiners came out because I think there was there was me and three and there was all male instructors uh, with their students and there was only one other female in the room which was a candidate and even all the examiners that came out were male as well so you're just like <laughs> oh my yeah. god um, so yeah, all the examiners come out, shouted each student as they do. My student had, had elected for me to not go, and only one of the others had gone on test with their students. So it left me and two male instructors. And as as the students went out and they'd gone and got in the cars and stuff, and as they was driving off the the thing, one of the other instructors in the room said to me, he went. My God, love. He said, I was having a hard time then. So I went, excuse me, what, what, what do you mean? And he went, you? He said, when you come in with your students, he said, I wasn't sure who was here for the driving test and who was the instructor. <laughs> and I went, what does that mean? He went, well, you're only a kid, aren't you? And I was like, <gasps> trying to not see red. <laughs> I was like, gone a minute, you know. But that, that was my very first experience in a test centre. Mm. And I was just like, is this how this is always going to be? Like, yeah. is it going to always be this daunting? Um, and now every time I see that instructor's still local, he's still he's still around, and and every time I see him now, I'm just I like kind of like laugh internally to myself. I'm thinking, yeah. I can't believe that was my first experience <laughs> in the year, and it was with you, <laughs> like saying something like that. But yeah, do you guys remember going to the test center the first time? Oh yes. <laughs> I was like, there's a story there, Deb. 
Oh, well, yeah. I mean, for one, I feel like the, the franchise that I was with totally did not prepare me for um, taking a pupil to test. You know, there was no sort of explanation as to what you did or, you know, what the process was like. So I was basically just winging it. I remember the girl at a talk really pressurised me into taking her to test. And, and I agreed to it, which I know now I shouldn't have done. Uh, she she wasn't ready. And, and I just felt so embarrassed. But yeah, I just found it really sort of, it, it wasn't St. Helens, it was um, it was at Witness and I found it really unwelcoming. Yeah, um, quite intimidated, I think, at first, when you don't really know what, because you, you want to get it right, don't you? You want to get yeah. it right, you want to show up yeah. like, you know, I know what I'm doing, and, and yeah. you know, that first time, yeah, you can listen to other people and stuff, but it it's still until you've done it I suppose it's the same with everything in life isn't it until you've kind of done it for that first time it's really really daunting yeah do you remember going into no I um I remember for quite a while as well going you know after that going with a pupil and 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 feeling as if um everybody else that was there was much more qualified than me and I felt you know as if I was sort of totally unqualified to be doing what I was doing. But it's yeah. only really when you start to talk to people that you realise that a lot of them are in a similar situation to you. They've not actually been doing the job that long themselves. Yeah. You think that they've probably been doing it for years and years, but actually they've not. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that is good to hear when you get chatting to people because it, it is very intimidating. It's, mm. it's nerve-wracking when you first start off. And like you say, you're it trying is. to sort of, come across to your pupil as you know you, you've done it loads of times and you yeah. know what you're doing um when inside you're thinking oh god yeah, yeah. I've not been here before yeah it is yeah. it's daunting it is it is what about you Steph do you remember going to the test centre I don't remember I'll be honest I don't at all I don't do remember going for the first time no but I do remember early on feeling that intimidation of yeah. always feeling less than everyone else like they all yeah. know they've been doing it for years and it is very um male dominated in those mm-hmm. test center waiting rooms i think and i was 27 when i first started man. i'm so young at that age as well yeah I felt like everyone was looking down on me and i didn't know what i was doing yeah but yeah i don't i, I don't remember going in for the first time she's probably, <laughs> probably traumatized <laughs> perhaps just as well yeah. <laughs> no yeah, I think I've still got some like uh, unresolved trauma from that first first get sent yeah. there. I think it's just like, and she passed, so it was it was good. But um, I oh can't take full I can't take full credit for it. She wasn't <laughs> um, she wasn't the student that I, I hadn't had her from the beginning. She she come to me from somewhere else, so I can't take full credit for her. But yeah, she did pass. But yeah, and that did give me a bit of a confidence boost. You know, you're not your first one always does, doesn't it? And I'll, I'll even, I remember her name. I remember her dress and everything wow. because she was the first one. But um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just madness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is madness. But it is it is quite intimidating to be in there. And it's it's I think when we're out on the road, you're just passing these cars, you know, give them yeah. a wave, a nod, what have you. Um, and you know you're secure and safe in your own job and your own bubble because you're doing what you're doing and what you do every day. 
Um, so when you go in there, it can be intimidating if you do walk into a room of men, which is what we tend to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's not on them that I feel like that at all. You know, most of them are more than welcoming and will yeah. have a chat with me yeah. and, you know, and it's fine. Um, but it, we, we are just dominated. <laughs> we are dominated in the industry, aren't we? So, but I want to talk a little bit about things sort of, outside of the day-to-day stuff as well because I know both of you guys do things outside of just being a driving instructor and I know for you Deb the things that you do outside of work are also a male-dominated thing to do very much so I would say more so than the job yeah so Deb is a biker wow so Deb's a biker hobbyist biker would you say Deb yeah, I would say so. I mean, I did I did think about going into instructing. Mm. Um, but I think after talking to Tony, that's put me off. Yeah. <laughs> as much as, and you know what? The other thing that's probably put me off is because I love it so much as my hobby. Um, I don't want it to change that. Yeah. And I think when you start to, because I've done this before where I've had something as a hobby and then decided to do it as a as a career. And and I've not enjoyed it the same. So and I don't want that to happen with my biking. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm gonna keep away from that, I think. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I get that. I get that. I think when you turn a hobby to something that's something that not necessarily you have to do, but mm. it's the you know, that's where your income's coming from. It then yeah. does change the, yeah. the perspective on it, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. And how do you feel in that that? environment because I should imagine you're very male dominated when you go out riding as well yeah um, it's funny because I suppose like my first experience when I very first started to ride um was 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 a fairly positive one I'd say um because it is quite a social thing yeah um, being a biker you know there's there's quite a lot of groups and stuff that that you can join and um, I did find them quite welcoming at first, but then as as it's sort of gone on, I have seen um, it, a lot of men don't like the idea that you can ride a bike well mm. because the you know men they like kids, they like to show off, they think they're <laughs> best at stuff, don't they? And you know when you turn I can imagine with a bike they do as well. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's like we've got to prove a point. They can go faster than you. And but to be fair, to be fair, I know a lot of women that are like that as well. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. as if they've got to prove, you know, that they can do it as well because it's a, a, a male-dominated um, hobby. Yeah. Where I, I just don't like getting into that. I, I feel like I, you know, I've not got anything to prove to anybody. Um. And. You pick and you you learn to pick and choose who you sort of socialize with, who yeah. you feel safe with, who's sensible. You know, I've I've been out on on social rides with people, and I've just I've I've broke away and and, and rode off on my own because I, I just don't want to be part of that. Yeah, um, you know, but I don't know that that a lot of men are like that. Yeah, that. it's it's interesting that that you 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 touch on that really because I've done. Um, Oh God! Well, you you guys both know me. If I'm if I'm not on a course and learning something new, there's something wrong. But <laughs> it's, it's um, one of the 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 latest things that I've been doing is looking at um, sort of uh, therapy, counselling, 
CBT, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of the stuff that you read about on that and something that you just touched on there, Deb, is that I think there is there has been a, sh- a, a grateful shift in that people are now moving from male being masculine and female being feminine and yeah agree yeah that that we can have a mix of both yeah yeah you know I know I've got a lot I know I've got a lot of masculine traits me me. too yeah absolutely but they they are 100% where my confidence comes from Mm. That doesn't come from my 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 female side or my feminine side, yeah. Um, which I have as well. I have. I, I'd like to think that I've got a nice balance between the two. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting to to hear you say that about the the bike from the bike side of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the female who are, are showing their masculine, and then you've got you know we we do have the masculine that's actually coming round to the 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 more feminine side of things because I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys are like in your diaries at the moment. Do you mainly have females in your diaries? Yeah. Yeah. I, to be fair, I, I've had a spell of, of having mainly girls, um, but I've taken taken a few few lads on recently. Speaking to them sort of when they first come to me, they've come from a male instructor. Mm. So they've had a male instructor before and they've not felt comfortable. Yeah. Particularly two, two lads that have recently come to me and, and they felt that a male instructor has expected a lot more from them that they've not been ready for. They've been pushed a bit. Too, I don't know whether you've ever experienced that. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. Because I think I think there's a general shift with that happening as well recently I, I don't know I don't know whether this is because I'm reading and learning about it more so I'm yeah. seeing it more or whether the, there is genuinely a shift with with this over the years because I mm-hmm. I remember starting out 12 years ago and my whole diary was was female my whole diary was female yeah. and I would go probably as far as to say 75% of them had come to me because I was female. Yeah. And they yeah. might not have had a male instructor before. They just didn't want to go down that route. And I think as females, one, there's less of us. Yeah. But I do think that we do keep busy because we do attract. Yeah. Girls. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we, we attract the males that maybe can show that feminine and we balance them out a little bit Yeah, for them to have a nice learning environment. But yeah, I think there's been a definite, certainly not like it was 12 years ago when I started. No. Like the shift has definitely happened. And on the on the flip side of that, we've got a couple of male instructors on our team at the moment. And one in particular, when I've done a little bit of sort of talking around about what we was going to talk about tonight, he's attracting a lot more female clients. You know, from word of mouth and things like that, from friends and friends have passed on and things like that. And that's more from his manner, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and you know, the way the way that he's 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 able to kind of tap into the feminine side of himself yeah. to yeah. balance out that lesson. And I think you've got to in this job, haven't you? 
yeah. you know, you, you have got to have that balance. You know, if you've if you've got a a, a girl, female um pupil, yeah. But then if you've got a I I do find lads a little bit more of a challenge. I don't I don't know whether you two feel that in that you know it's 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 hard to sort of you sort of think of, of lads as being more confident and um you know they seem to not worry quite as much than mm. they're not as fearful of stuff. But then actually when you do start start to break it down with them sometimes they are they are you know yeah. they're, they're just as nervous as yeah. girls are and, and that's one of the things that I really welcome in this society shift. Yeah that, that we're not now labeling them and saying well, you're a boy, so you're going to be more confident and you're going to be yeah, good at Yeah, exactly. But it's not the case no. at all. Exactly. And, you know, and it's and it's just the other way around as well with the girls. The girls coming in with the overconfidence and, and things oh, like God, that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a massive shift, but it's a welcome shift for me. Yeah. Because we're not labelling people anymore. No. Or not no. as much. People are, are shifting away from that, which is, is really good. Really, really good. Yeah. So what about you, Steph? What, what are you doing outside of being a driving instructor? Um, so, um, most recently, um, I did the excellence in coaching course with um, Tri Coaching. Yeah. Um, which I got my certification. Yay, well um, done. As a coach. So, I mean, kind of next goal with that is I'm working towards becoming an accredited coach as well. And and to be honest, it's the, the driving instructor, although I love being a driving instructor, it really helps me in moving away from being a driving instructor as well, because I can do the two things together. Yeah. And I can really gain confidence and experience within driving lessons in coaching. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, I've done coaching sessions with pupils outside of lessons, just focusing on them. And it's helped their driving. It's helped their confidence. Everything just completely changes them. I just love it. I love yeah. everything. She. <laughs> <laughs> That it just, you know what, it shines through though from, you know, watching what you're putting on social media and, and just following your journey since we've not worked together as driving instructors. Um, it's just like amazing because you just think you can just see you blossoming like, and it's just like, wow, watch her go. <laughs> I just love it. It's amazing, honestly. Yeah, it is. And you know what, because the industry's go with, uh, has, has gone that way in recent years with the coaching and stuff. And it's such an important tool to be able to have. It is. In this job. It really, really is. I mean, I know it from a lower level by doing the BTEC. Um, and, you know, even just from that, what I learned from that was invaluable. And then I've done a little bit of coaching outside of the industry as well, but not as much as what you've, you've gone into. But, yeah, is that so is that where you kind of see career going now? Or I've got so many things in me. I'm, I'm like you we are the same person if I'm not I'm always finding something new and like you said before you hit the nail on the head with triggers there'll be something that someone says and I'll think hmm I'm going to go and look up that I'm going to go and research that I'm going to go and do a course on that yeah. um and you, it, it's just continual learning and growing I think yeah coaching is definitely where I want to develop into mm-hmm. where I see it going I don't know but I think that's the exciting bit yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And and you know what? I think having that kind of mindset with it means that you're not putting no pressure on yourself either. Yeah. I'm mm. just enjoying it. Enjoy the journey, enjoy the process and yes. see what 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still say now I absolutely love my job. I love what I do on all aspects of it. So, you yeah. know, driving instructor, I own a driving school. So I've got franchisees that's working with me. I enjoy that side of it. I enjoy training. Obviously, during lockdown, I wrote the Learner Driver Logbook. So I enjoy that. I'm working with that. I'm pushing that, you know, out to learners so that there's more people that can see it and engage in it because it's not like other Learner Driver books where they've got to read text, you know, they get involved with it. And I think that's such an important thing for them to do in the learning to drive process than just here's a book, read the text, and they're not going to take it in or even do it probably. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that that book came from a trigger. I'm always triggered by loads of stuff. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, I still still say now, I'm 37 this year, and I still say now I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I don't. No, I haven't got a clue what I want to be when I grow up. But I don't actually intend on growing up either. So, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I think like what you've just said then with regards to what we do on a day-to-day basis is such a big part of your life because it's your job that you've got to be enjoying it you've got to be having some fun and if you're not you need to change it like because Mm -hmm. it's such a big part of your job over your life you know it's too big to not to do not do it so as much as I've got a few strings to the bow if you like I enjoy every one of them but for a different reason yeah but I like the variety as well because I think I'd get bored that's it that's exactly it a varied week is what we need. Different things to keep it interested. It's not the same thing day in, day out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, you know, if I think about the job that I did previously, the job started at the same time. Delivery arrived at the same time. Breaks was at the same time. People come on shift at the same time. And it's just like, whoa, I could not imagine going back to that life now. No. Not at all. I mean, it, just today, for an example... I've been at college this morning. So I went to college this morning Um, started my first day actually today. So I started college this morning with a bunch of 17 year olds. That was fun. <laughs> um, and then in fact, I actually walked into the college yeah. and the girl who followed me into the college was a girl who I taught to drive. <laughs> wow. Like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Different courses, thankfully. Um, But yeah, so, you know, just today I've done that. Then Came home, did a couple of hours teaching. Then I've done a 40 minute Zoom, some training, and now I'm here with you guys on podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, you know, it's different, but I know I need that. That's mm, yeah. what keeps me happy. So, and that's, I think, the biggest thing for me, you know. It keeps it each part tightened as well, doesn't it? And keeps it interesting. Yeah. And each part yeah. helps each other as well, I think. Yeah. So as you go off down a different avenue and start to learn about something else, you think, oh, hang on a minute, I can take that from this and put it over here, you know, yeah. and I can start learning over here about or put that into that and help them people or or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just that variety, isn't it? It's just that variety. Mm-hmm. And God knows where I'll be this time next month. <laughs> it's time tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> but it's great that the job gives you the time to have a variety as well, isn't it? You know, if you're in a nine-to-five job, you, you'd struggle to fit all the bits yeah. of training and, and courses and stuff in because you'd just be absolutely shattered. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, that's the thing. They don't allow you to do 
to have time off to do those kinds of things. That's no. it. That's it. Yeah. Can you imagine just thinking, you know, I need to be on a course on a week on Thursday or something and trying to have to do the day off yeah. or something. It's yeah. just not going to happen, is it? And I think... I think when you're employed as well and you you mutter to somebody, oh, I'm going to go and do a course, they, I think they automatically think that you're going to leave. Yeah. You're deserting them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just going doing it because I want to learn something new. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have any intentions of doing anything with it. I just mm-hmm. want to learn something, um, yeah. you know, and do something new. But that's one of the biggest reasons I love this job because of the flexibility with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, with the flexibility of it, because it does allow you to, to adapt and stuff mm. but it's you know I feel really lucky and quite privileged being in a male dominated industry that I've managed to bring other things to the industry other than being a driving instructor because mm. it's quite bold to do it I think because if you think about the women in the industry right now there's not many of us that will kind of bring something outside of just teaching learner drivers mm-hmm. you know it, it, and it, even if you know, you know think about Steph with her coaching Deb on her bikes because she does the blood bikes as well so that's a pretty amazing thing to be doing um and and then I you know I'm bringing the book and, and stuff like that to the industry there's not I feel really privileged to actually know you guys because it's like you're not just driving instructors you know, you do other things for the industry, which brings this big variety. And I think it's so important. Um, and it's normally a male thing that, that that does that, that brings a variety as well. You know, when you think of things outside, think of the apps that we can use and that we, you know, that we might pay a subscription to or other books that's available to either ourselves as instructors or to our learner drivers. The majority of them come from a male. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, big, big celebration to us. <laughs> mm. <laughs> We've done it. We've brought yeah. bigger, bigger things to the room. Um, <laughs> and it's a, it's a big, it's a big scary thing, isn't it? It is. Have you got yeah. any plans for the future, Deb? Have you got any other further plans? No, Steph's on about her coaching and stuff. And Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to get involved in, um, in, you know, in, in some further sort of training. I, I quite fancy doing that BTEC that you've done. Mm-hmm. at some point yeah obviously as well um at the back of my mind I've got my um standards check to think about so yeah I am I am a bit concerned about that but I know that you will guide me through that I'll certainly try um yeah and you know I'll do whatever it takes to um to get through that because I would I'd like to sort of better myself in my standards check compared to when I did my part three. Yeah, of course. All of us want a better result, don't we? No matter what yeah. our result was last time. Yeah. We're always going to want a better one. I feel like I didn't really know what was expected of me when I did my part three. I mean, I don't know what, I know it was different because you've been doing it a long time, both of you, but I, I just really felt like I had not been prepared properly for that, um, which was a shame, really. Yeah, um, unfortunately, it's quite a common a common thing. I didn't feel prepared at all. Did you not? No, I didn't feel prepared for mine at all. Um, I mean, my training was one trainer and three PDIs. Wow. In a two-hour session. God. So it's like, when I look back now, I'm thinking, 
where was my time? Yeah. Like, where was my time to practice my skills, mm-hmm. learn what it was all about, and and become... I, I almost feel like I scraped through my part three. Yeah, me too. And, and, I, and, and I didn't really, like, the, the from us, I mean, it was the old check test then, the old mm. check test version then. And, and I come out with two fives, so I didn't scrape through because obviously then it was a four, five, or six. Um, mm. And I come out with two fives, so I come out down the middle. So I didn't particularly scrape through it, but I felt like I did. Yeah, I almost felt like too. I was winging it. Yeah. Because I didn't really know. And and to be fair, because then, obviously, I'm, I'm now 22. I've got an 18-month-old baby by this point. And I was just made up to get through it. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, I qualified, that's it. And I, and I yeah. kind of didn't think about development, personal development for a good while afterwards. No. You know, I didn't. I was just happy to be through it, working. And you know, and and I'm building myself and a, and a bit of a reputation or what have you, um, and because I was kind of thrown in at the deep end as well, I didn't do this whole qualifying then just to have a trickle of students coming in, because the driving school that I went to work with, um, one of the instructors was going on mat leave, so I literally went and turned up and went, "There's a full book of students," and I was like, "Wow, okay." Wow. <laughs> Um, and it's what I needed. It's what I wanted. Yeah. From, certainly from a financial point of view, because I'd just yeah. given up a relatively good wage for my age at that point, and I just and I, I had no choice. I couldn't go part time in that job. I couldn't, you know, start to wean myself off that job or anything. Mm-hmm. I literally had to take the jump of one day you're employed, one day you're not. <laughs> and it's like I'm just doing it. Um, you know, and and and, and it, to an extent, it was just a a leap of faith and when I look back now I'm thinking oh my god I don't know how I had the confidence to do that at the time <laughs> but there's been many things that I've kind of done in my life and I've thought about it afterwards yeah. <laughs> at the time. so maybe it was just one of them one of them things really but you know I've never looked back since but yeah I mean you know coming from like that standard check point of view you're doing the job and you're doing it well and and that's that's the main thing you know, mm. that is the main thing um, for me. I think that's so much more important than, than I mean, no, obviously, ultimately, it means that you're going to keep your job or not. So, it, you know, it is important. Mm. But I think sometimes we forget to be who we ha- are and do what we do well every day mm. because we're worried about what the perception of the other person is, the examiner yeah. in this yeah. case, you know. And it, and it is hard to not to not think about that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like what we say to our learner drivers about don't worry about the examiner, just mm-hmm. do what we do on your lessons. And and it's it's easy said, isn't it? But when yeah. it comes to actually doing it, oh god, yeah, when we're in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is, but yeah, yeah. But we're, we're all doing a good job. That's <laughs> what we've got to keep saying. We're all doing a good job. We won't be here if we weren't. No, that's it. No, we wouldn't be here if we weren't. <clears throat> Definitely not. <laughs> we wouldn't. Right, ladies, I think we're kind of coming to the end of our podcast. Is there anything that you'd like to add to being a female instructor, being a female in a male-dominated world, I guess? Uh, anything else that you'd like to add or say? Well, for me, I, n- I never even really thought about it that way. 
um, that it was a male-dominated uh, industry. Um, other than when I did inquire about it, I was told that there wasn't many women doing the job and that I would probably be really busy um, because of that. Um, but I didn't really feel sort of, not threatened, I suppose that's the wrong word, but it didn't concern me that it was a, a male. But then, like you, I, you know, I've always sort of had to deal with men in previous jobs. and Yeah. Um, so I think if you if it was something that did worry you, it's the wrong job to be in. Yeah, you wouldn't be. Yeah, no, no. Um, I definitely think you know it. You'd be wrong to sort of um, be doing it because I didn't find it worrying at all. Because I just I've always sort of treated men the same way as I treat women. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, in the workplace. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's not something that's ever concerned me, to be no. honest. I, I haven't. You know, there's, there's been a few times that people have said, how do you feel about being a woman in a male-dominated mm. industry? And I've gone, oh, I can't say I've really thought about it, to be honest. No. You know, I've, I've I don't had... think about it because no. I, I feel like I've always been able to hold me on. Yeah. <laughs> I've always had the confidence to, yeah, hold me on with them. Yeah. And I think um... other than, you know, that... That initial story of me being in the test centre with with that comment of, you know, didn't know he was here for the test type of thing. Mm -hmm. And that could have been a lot to do with my age rather than being a female, to be fair. You know, I was only 22. Yeah, Um, probably. And yeah, sometimes I find it quite competitive. Yeah. You know, when you're having a conversation with a group and it it might be more a male-dominated conversation in the test centre, what have you, sometimes feel that that can be quite a competitive conversation you know they want to know about me you know or I've seen so many cars on the road with your name on yeah. and, you know and, and, and stuff like or I've seen you've written a book or you know and you can kind of see that the, the conversation they're having isn't because they, they, they're congratulating you it's mm. coming from a competitive yeah. point of view so I, can, yeah. I find I find that a little bit hard to deal with sometimes that competitiveness and that's because I'm not competing with anybody. No. Well, I am. The only person I'm competing with is myself. Yeah. And I don't feel the need to be competitive. No. We're all doing the same job. Yeah. There's lots of work out there for everybody. Exactly. And I'm just trying to do my job well. Mm. And that that's it, really. Yeah. You know, there's no competition for me. Um, I guess we are all each other's competitor. You know, even yeah. even us three here are all each other's competitor yeah. to some extent. But I don't think there's a need for competition. No. Um, How do you find that, like, Steph, with you being over in Liverpool? Like, To be honest, I, I think what you've both said is, you know, when you said we were going to be talking about being a female in a male-dominated industry, when I sat down and thought about it, again, I've not really noticed it. Yeah. Um. I, I do develop myself regularly and yeah. I am confident in my own abilities and I don't feel the need to compete with other instructors. Um, and like you say, there's plenty of work to go around and mm-hmm. I do tend to surround myself, I've noticed, with strong women. Yeah. I do kind of look up to those female figures mm-hmm. and think, I want to be like you, I want to be around yeah. you, with you. Um, 
yeah, I just don't feel like gender, female, male, whatever, should hold any of us back. And I think it's just mm-hmm. nice that we all kind of empower each other and yeah. celebrate each other and build each other up. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that is exactly what this is all about for me. Yeah. Um, you know, we spend our whole day empowering our learner drivers. That that's yeah. that's the base of our job. We are empowering them to be able to achieve something. And I don't think that that empowerment needs to stop when we step out of the car. Why can't we be, be empowering each other within our own industry mm. as well? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not in competition with anybody. I don't want to be. I don't have time to be, and I certainly don't have the headspace for it. <laughs> like, oh. there's enough going on up here without any Yeah, where's the time? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It really, really is. You know, and, and I just, I'm just, yeah, I just don't dig the competitiveness um so I think that's the only thing when it when we you know you talk about that headline of being a female in the male industry I think that would be the only thing that I would put down as being something that that's a bit of a bugbear for me because it sometimes and I'm not saying it's all the time because it's not sometimes you just get that sort of competitive edge when you're in the test center and that tends to come from the male side of things um and I'm just I'm just aware that that person is then competing with me but it's not a competition because I'm not competing with them Mm. so yeah it's interesting isn't it Mm. it is it is yeah but yeah we we, we shall wrap up the podcast now (laughs) we we've come to I think we could probably talk all night to be fair but but we you know us girls we need to help you sleep and all the rest of it so uh yeah we'll wrap it up there but yeah I just want to thank you both really for for joining me um and you know being here to to talk about these things because we don't often get the time to to talk about ourselves because probably don't want to but yeah I mean yeah just a, a big thank you really and I also want to thank the people who have listened to us today because we have basically just took over the instructor podcast um to bring our sort of stance on on the industry and stuff like that and um i think i just want to thank those people as well for tuning in listening especially if they've got all the way to the end here with us um and um hopefully we we get to see some other faces on the podcast very soon mm. okay thanks ladies thank you bye, bye. bye. Big thanks to Emma, Steph and Deb for taking their time out to create this really special episode of the Instructor Podcast for International Women's Day. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to share the love and share the episode out. If you are going to share it, make sure you're using the hashtag beat the bias. And yeah, really great. So also show lots of love to the ladies. You can find all details of the stuff that they're doing with links in the show notes. And also thank you to me for coming along to do this special (laughs) intro and outro. Um, But yeah. Stay safe. (laughs) The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking to experts, leaders, innovators and game changers about what drives them.